This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Check this out. This is the Riff and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riff and Read. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey, hey. Third fundraiser to be raided by the FBI, part of the cabal of Eric Adams fundraising for his election 2021, and believe it or not, for his re-election in 2025. What chutzpah, what hubris, what coolions that he continues to raid mad money, mad money even though his uh, campaign finance team has been raided now three times. Three times, and all he says, oh, no, no, Eric Adams, he's untainted. He is the target. But the woman in question yesterday at 6 o'clock in the morning, Pelham Parkway in the Bronx, two houses on that block, is the woman that I call Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Whoa! Winnie Greco, who I've been telling you about for over a year, I had to remind James Flippin that with Sid in the morning, you can listen to me every Monday through Friday, 7.05, and obviously here on the Rip and Read, I've been talking about this woman who has gone after red Chinese money. That's right, foreign money from red China. And just like in the case of the Turkish government, which conspired with Eric Adams' campaign to funnel foreign donations into their campaign. That's what he's being investigated for in the Southern District of New York. In this case, Winnie Greco openly lobbied for the Red Chinese government. She made no bones about it. She said, hey, it's a a major country in the world. I represent their interests, and I can represent the mayor's interests too. So now we see the Red Chinese government It's conspired with Eric Adams' campaign through Winnie Greco to funnel foreign donations into the campaign. And that makes three. So you have Rihanna Suggs, whose house was raided. You have Rana Abasova, her house was raided in New Jersey. And now Winnie Greco. And just moments ago, the mayor under siege was on Channel 11, picks... uh, Oh, he called Picks 11, right? In which he was answering the questions about the Winnie Greco raid that took place yesterday. This is now the third person close to you involved in this FBI raid of sorts. Well, uh, we have to, uh, whenever there's an inquiry, the review must be done, and that's the process. Uh, my job is to stay focused on running the city. I'm not going to remove trash off the street and keep the city safe from violence if I'm distracted. Oh, of course you're distracted. 
Uh, and City Hall is listening to me now. They have a Curtis Leewood desk, as does one police plaza. As do the feds in the U.S. Attorney's Office, because I provided them much information over the uh, past year. Uh, but I will tell you this. He's got rats in his own administration. I've told you this before. I have gotten information from people who are very close to the Adams administration who work in City Hall. And people that he relied on, including his police detail that provides security. So if I have that information, you know damn well the Fed's resources are ten times better than mine. They have that invitation, too. But then he was asked again about Winnie Greco, the raid, and whether she will remain on the city payroll because all of a sudden she was feigning a heart attack. Sort of like uh, Fat Tony Solano when Rudy sent in the the FBI to arrest him as the head of the Genovese crime family. He feigned a heart attack. Greco was immediately placed on leave by you, right? And that is because of this raid. That move happened very swiftly. So will her leave be with pay, without pay? And do you expect her to come back to the administration? Uh, she's right now on a, a sick leave uh, right now. And um, as the process unfolds more and we get up more information, we'll make an evaluation then. So the sick leave has nothing to do with the investigation that played out yesterday? Uh, n- not at this time. So after her sick leave ends, is she going to come back to work? We're going to do an evaluation based on information that comes in. Come on, Eric. She took her sick leave yesterday. She faked a heart attack at 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh, and they had to take her to the hospital. That didn't work for organized crime. But then again, uh, the Eric Adams administration is starting to resemble in many aspects an organized crime family. I mean, we had the Lucchese's, the Gambinos, the Genovese, the Columbo's, the Bananos, and now maybe the Adams crime family, right? And I'm not talking the Adams family. I'm talking the Eric Adams crime family. It's incredible. And then he talked about how he's just not going to break a sweat about this investigation. Are you at all worried that the third person now close to you, that you yourself are the target of, of this investigation? Did you speak to the FBI yesterday? Uh, no, we did not. And no, I, I am not worried. I know, I've lived by one rule that I share with everyone. Follow the rules, follow the law. No, no. There's one rule that Eric Adams has lived by since he was first sworn into office as a state senator in Albany, what seems a lifetime ago. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. That is the cardinal rule of Eric Adams, uh, first as state senator representing Crown Heights Bed-Stuy, then as Brooklyn Borough president and now as mayor. Can I hear that cardinal rule one more time, uh, Lou? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. I can't play that cut enough. You understand, this is the heart and soul of the very reason that Eric Adams got into politics, to put his beak in the trough. And then he was asked by Channel 11 moments ago, does he have full confidence in Winnie Greco? Do you have full confidence in Winnie Greco? Uh, Yes, I do. Uh, I want to hear that a number of times because he's going to regret having said that. Do you have full confidence in Winnie Greco? Uh, Yes, I do. Do you have full confidence in Winnie Greco? Uh, Yes, I do. Do you have full confidence in Winnie Greco? Uh, Yes, I do. Do you have full confidence in Winnie Greco? Uh, Yes, I do. And if you happen to remember the movie that I was making reference to, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, You know the Winnie Greco. 
while recovering from her fake heart attack in some unknown hospital, was watching intently what the mayor says. Because if she senses, and she knows him well, she's been with him ever since he was Brooklyn Borough President, uh, making sure that Eric Adams got wine-dined and pocket-lined from the Asian community. She knows every move that Eric makes, every wince, every blink, the body language. She's watching him intently because now she's going to jail. She ain't going to go to jail for Eric if she thinks that all of a sudden he's half-stepping on her. He, She wants to know that Eric's got her back. She could easily become queen for a day. Let me explain that. You go into the feds and they offer you an opportunity to be queen for a day. It could be a male. It could be a female. It doesn't matter. Transgender. Tell me something that we don't already know because you're not the target of our investigation. You're just, you're just a little killy. We're going for the whale. And everybody knows the whale is Eric Adams. So watch, she'll be offered that opportunity and she's going to watch every statement he makes. And he knows that because him and Winnie have been inseparable. They're like two peas in a pot, a soup and a sandwich, a horse in a carriage. Up next, we're going to give you the analysis of Judge Napolitano. He made it on Sid Show this morning. And then I'm going to tell you about this woman that I've been talking about for a year, Winnie Greco, raided yesterday at her two houses in the Bronx and the mall she operates out of in Flushing, Queens. I've been talking about her for a year, but I'm sure many of you said, oh, who's this? Uh, he's just a sore loser, Curtis. Well, guess what? I was right again. And uh, so many of you were wrong when you voted for Eric Adams. Now you must suffer. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. This is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Open Sesame!
classic Saturday Night Fever. This Cool in the Gang song. Old Cool in the Gang, I might add. You got to separate their politics from their music because they were followers of Schooly Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. But what a great song. And this is when Tony is up on the Verrazano Bridge, all the hijinks. That's when this uh, song played as part of one of the greatest uh, movie scores of all time, Saturday Night Fever. But the reason I mention this is last Saturday I was once again in the annual Lunar Chinese New Year Parade in the growing Chinese community of Sunset Park, where 2001 Odyssey used to be 64th and 8th. And then became a Chinese restaurant. The place... It's predominantly Chinese now, not Supreme Cuisines no more. Oh, as it changed. But it's been the stomping grounds for the aide-de-camp of Mayor Eric Adams, his special advisor to the mayor and director of Asian Affairs, Winnie Greco. This is where she raised most of the money for Eric Adams when he was Brooklyn Borough President and when he ran for mayor. Example. For years, and rightfully so, the Chinese community wanted an archway built on 8th Avenue like they have in other Chinese communities around the country. And Winnie Greco was in charge of fundraising. And she raised $250,000. And everybody wants to know in Sunset Park, where the hell did the money go? Well, I know where the money went. She took two trips, paid for the trips, her and Eric Adams, to Red China when he was Brooklyn Borough President. Now, what the hell is he doing in Red China, huh? Come on. You know what it's about. Come on. This is all about foreign money injecting itself into the political process here and funneled into campaigns. Now, Derek Adams the first to do it? Of course not. He just is a Hazariah pig. He's not it with Turkey, with Erdogan, right? Seven trips to Turkey. Well, who the hell goes to Turkey seven times? Not even people born and raised in Turkey. And he's done it with Winnie Greco in his trips to Red China. People have asked, where's the money for the archway? And Winnie Greco takes the code of Omerta. That's number one. You should know about Winnie Greco. Number two, she took his son, Jordan Coleman under her wing and recently with funds that she can't explain took him out to a conference in San Francisco in which there was red Chinese influence now when Jordan Coleman was asked why did you go to San Francisco he had sort of Hunter Biden amnesia and then when the mayor himself was asked why was your son accompanying Winnie Greco to a conference in San Francisco with a lot of red Chinese money and a lot of red Chinese influence, he almost became Biden-esque. He said, as the Biden of Brooklyn, my son does not get into my business. I do not get into my son's business. So I have no idea where he goes. Boy, it sounds just like Joe Biden about Hunter Biden, except yesterday in his deposition, we learned that Hunter Biden finally admitted that the big guy was his dad, Joe Biden. So we come full circle. But obviously a lot of people are going to say, yeah, but Curtis, you're a sore loser. You lost Eric Adams. You're going you're gonna to take advantage of any failings he's had all along the way. All right, say what you may about that. But Judge Napolitano, who is independent and autonomous, was on with Sid Rosenberg earlier today. 
And he had this to say about the third FBI raid of a fundraiser for Eric Adams. How could it possibly be? These are all fundraisers for Mayor Eric Adams, and none of this points to the mayor. Of course it has to do with the mayor. His his uh, assets or property or wherever his personal uh, records are, it could be City Hall, it could be his home, it could be Gracie Mansion, are probably next. Listen, when the three closest people to you have all been targeted and raided, I don't mean gently subpoenaed. I mean knock on the door at 530 and then when you get out of the way, we're going to take what we came here to get. That is not good. Hell yeah, Judge Napolitano, it's not good. Most times it doesn't happen with one, three. And then Judge Napolitano goes on and boosts me as the next mayor of the city of New York. I'm not saying this because I love Curtis and because he's my friend and because I think he's going to be the next mayor, all of which is true. So uh, thank you, Judge Napolitano, but you know who's standing in my way? Listening right now on WLIR, our FM affiliate, is Andrew Evilize Cuomo in the compound of his brother Fredo in Southampton. Uh, Chris Cuomo, and with his wartime consigliere, Joe Pococco, who's just finished six years in federal prison for political corruption. He's got his Louisville sluggers and his muscle car ready, and they were ready to bend legs and stuff it in people's pockets. Uh, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, upon hearing this is the third FBI raid of a campaign fundraiser for Eric Adams, is licking his chops. He uh, has destroyed the state of New York. And now he wants to destroy the city of New York. So he's he's looking to muscle out Eric Adams and run for the mayoralty. And it's going to be over my dead body. It's going to be quite the battle. And I want to let you know right now, Andrew, I know you're listening intently. Andrew, I send him a tusu provienos fachim. And like your father, Mario, you are. You will never be mayor of the city of New York. We will not give you an opportunity to destroy the city like you destroyed the state. But... Judge Napolitano gave good advice to Team Adams. He has lawyered himself up. Uh, Frank Carone, his bag man, has raised already $850,000 in his legal defense fund, which means if you want to do business with the city of New York, Frank Carone will tell you straight up, hey, uh, the ocean liner is leaving the port. You better get on now. We need a donation for Eric Adams' defense fund because of the intricate dance that may have to be played between Eric Adams' lawyers, former members of the U.S. Attorney's uh, Office, and the present U.S. Attorney in the Southern District. I'm saying it because as a, as a legal analyst, uh, I can read the tea leaves here, and the mayor should be sweating. In you fact, the be. mayor should have lawyers negotiating with the feds right now. So because you think... the best way you deal with these cases is yeah. what's called pre-indictment negotiation. Judge Napolitano couldn't be more hopelessly right. It's exactly right. This is what you do when the walls are closing in, in which you want to see if you can make a deal. Eric Adams preemptively would say, I'm queen for a day. And again, this term re- re- refers to men, women, transgenders. It doesn't matter. And in some instances, it may even be a conversation that if ever, uh, the mayor is indicted and goes on trial. Uh, where would he be housed? And I would say probably he would negotiate to be housed in the camp upstate New York called Otisville, the federal prison. Not the prison itself, but it's a camp. And be in the cell that held uh, uh, the most crooked uh, politician of the many in New York State. 
Sheldon Silver, a.k.a. Meyer Lansky, a.k.a. Hyman Roth, who died of greed and went straight to hell without an asbestos hoop. But one of the uh, best things about Otisville, the camp, is the commissary. They have the best commissary, and it's not too far from New York City. So all of Eric Adams, sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys can visit him while he's there. It's not like the prison. So they may well be doing that. I don't know if, in fact, they are doing that. But let's look at the tale of the tape. You have Eric Adams boldly, brazenly sitting on the stage of the Chinese annual Lunar New Year Day Parade in Chinatown on Sunday. I was there with the Guardian Angels, as I am every year. I see him sitting on the stage with a number of dignitaries, and he's wearing a red Chinese scarf right on the stage because he wants the red Chinese supporters to see he's open for business. That scarf represents the blood of the Chinese Red Guards who gave their lives for communism. He knows that. It's a signal to the red Chinese money that City Hall is for sale. City Hall is for sale. Years ago, Jack Newfield wrote a great book uh, along with a, another uh, deep dive guy. His name will come to me momentarily for the Village Voice about the Ed Koch last term in office. And it was filled with corruption. The problem with Eric Adams is he goes beyond Ed Koch's local corruption because, again, every one of these situations involves a federal crime, whether it's the Turkish government, the Red Chinese government, conspiring with Eric Adams and his campaign to funnel foreign donations into his campaign. And he's going to try to take the Code of Omerta. He's going to try to say, oh, no, it wasn't me. Absolutely not. I had no idea. I'm distancing myself. It was only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. Already his two other aides uh, were raided. Rihanna Suggs, young uh, African-American lady on Lincoln Place in Crown Heights. Come on. You think she raised $18 million? Get out of here. She held the booster bag. She went to fundraisers. Collected the checks, put them on a spreadsheet. If any of them bounce, she'd be cool, calm, and collected. Call you up and say, I'd be more than happy to come there. I won't let anybody know that your check bounced, please. Uh, it would be very helpful to the campaign. For the 8-to-1 match, this is all about the city offering an 8-to-1 match. You raise $10, times it by 8. Uh, start adding that up. And then Rana Abasova who did likewise in Brooklyn with the Turkish community, but was living in, where else, Fort Lee. I'm telling you, it's rife with corruption. But let's be perfectly honest. You really think the main fundraiser is not responsible for this? Frank Caron, the bag man? He raised the most money the first time around, 2021. He's already raising money for re-election, 2025. He is the head of the legal defense fund for Eric Adams. You want to do business with the city? You better make a contribution to the legal defense fund. And he runs the biggest lobbying firm in the city one year after he left as Eric Adams' chief of staff. So if you want to get into the ear of Eric Adams, you pay Frank Caron. He's your lobbyist, especially now with these casino licenses up. You know how much... I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars are at stake. These lobbyists are whining, dining, and pocket lining. Kathy Crimewave, hokum. Remember, it's hokum because she's full of hokum. 
And Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who has always lived by one code and one code alone. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Want to bet the FBI will be knocking on the door, Frank Carone next. The bag man who's like a character right out of Goodfellas. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. Dominic Carter in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios. It's a 77 WABC debate. The melee in the metropolis. Well, let me tell you as a listener, without a doubt, it was the absolute best. Uh, debate left versus right that has existed since I first got in the ring with you, Anthony. Replaced four times by John Katsimatidis, who said, well, you have Norwegian scabies. Stay on the shelf. And then finally, Roger Stone for two. I've looked at the analytics. Uh, they were higher with John than they were for me, higher for Roger Stone than they were for John and me, and just exploded last week, four to five. If you don't know what we're talking about, I'm going to give you a little hors d'oeuvre right here of what it was like, because I was actually uh, staring in from outside as these two guys were in the studio swinging and winging. Now, I get why you want to keep interrupting me, because truth is painful. No, but, no, but no, listen, no. Truth is not. You're right. You're doing it now. You're doing it now. You're doing it now. Okay, go ahead. Every time New York City has run into problems. Do you remember the Bronx is burning from the 1970s? I grew Do up you in know, the Bronx. Right. You know what that. What saved the Bronx? It was the Dominican immigration. Every immigration wave. People oh. like you say, oh, boy, oh. get out of my country, and oh. they wind up saving our economy. No, I'm not and that's saying, happening I'm now. Not, I'm not saying get out of my country. I am saying that we have a system. Do it the legal way. You're we don't have a system. Here, well, you're welcome to in America you're if incorrect. you come in legally. Dominic, you're not, incorrect. Not when you bypass the laws and then pimp the American people. They just tried to Mr. update Wiener, the laws. And Mr. You're... Wiener, Mr. Wiener, will you admit that the American people are being pimped by migrants? Are you? Will you admit that? I'm not going to admit anything. Wow, man. Yeah, that was pretty chippy. You guys were great. And the ratings uh, acknowledge that. Now, a lot of people are saying, what are you talking about? You got to go to the podcast, Left versus Right, last Saturday, 4 to 5. They're going to do it a second time, like the thrill in Manila, Ali versus Frazier, after Frazier took out Ali in Madison Square Garden. This is, I'm telling you, Anthony, I, I got tremendous feedback all this week, wherever I went. Say, oh, are they going to do that again? Well, I guess here's what early on, first of all, you know, we were throwing haymakers after a while because as the show went on, we started to, you know, a little bit like Ali and, 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 and Frazier, as they got to know each other and size each other up, the, the bombs got heavier and heavier. Look, Dominic is great. He and I know each other a long time. He is completely 100% in the bag for Donald Trump. That's it. He can't even see out of the bag. He doesn't even know he's in a bag at this point. But we're going to do it again on Saturday. And I've gotten the green light. I don't need to hold back. I asked John. I asked Margo. I've tried. I've asked you. They say don't hold back. So I'm going to bring my A game. It's going to be. It's. It's. I, I'm going to. I'm going to punch back. Well, you know, to Dominic's credit, he was the first uh, personality at the old WABC to, to jump on the Trump train when it was uh, was not popular. 
the second one was Bernard McGurk. As you know, Sid Rosenberg in that first election right. cycle. He was, he was with Hillary. 2016, right. And there were many others who really hadn't made a commitment. So he's a true Trumper. Trump has written about uh, Dominic Carter in the forward of one of his books. They had a very good relationship over the years. He's a Bronx boy, 138th, third Patterson Projects, Sprague Tank Projects, uh, Theodore Roosevelt High School, yourself, Park Slope. When Park Slope was not trendy, uh, where it had it had some serious crime, Irish, Italians, Puerto Ricans, yeah. not too many Jews back then. It's true. We, 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 we don't have too many Jews in Park Slope. But I will say this. This week, we got a lot of news to chew on because both Trump and Biden go to the border mm. and they stake out their positions. And it's not dissimilar from the positions that Dom and I were arguing about last week. We'll probably wind up doing again. We also have the Supreme Court case with Trump. We have Fannie Willis doing her thing. So we have a lot to chew over. And, and I'm not holding back. And then prior to that, you get to prepare the audience because you go solo. So, again, if you want to hear Anthony Weiner in his solo broadcast, you go to WABCradio.com for all your podcast needs. So for those of you who lean left and like Anthony, because there are many out there, they're not as vocal as our right-leaning listeners, this is all in preparation. This this presidential campaign, there may never be a debate between Trump and Biden. Who knows? Listen, what's the point of having a station like ours where people bring opinions if we're not going to have both opinions in the ring at the same time? And that's what we're trying to do. And who knows? This this might spread and might be you versus Sid every morning at 7.15. No, no, no. Uh, this particular weekend, uh, I got to tell you, I got to I got to focus on Hunter, my youngest son. He's having his bar mitzvah. Uh, in Forest Hills, so I'm tied up with that. I really wanted to be in the Irish Riviera for the start of the St. Patrick's Day parade yeah. season, which you used this to be season, a fixture at. It was, it's always the first, coldest, wettest, but most, I, I got to tell you, it's one of the best parades going. I hope that Eric Adams shows up, and I hope that he's got security with him. <laughs> now, I don't think he's going to catch most of the flack, verbal flack. I think Tish James, who's always there. Uh, she was at Anton's when they did the sashing, you know, uh, they do this pre-ceremony, yeah. Anton's. She got booed. They had to tell the crowd, please, please, the attorney general is here honoring the Irish and the Rockaways. You can't say that to the crowd on the you, sidelines. You can't be a leader of our city without showing up at the Rockaway St. Patrick's Day Parade. That is a prerequisite. So I won't be there. The guardian angels will. Sid will be there. And then Tish James and Eric Adams. Your prediction how Tish and Eric will be uh, welcome there? You know the crowd. They, they might be need umbrellas for the rain and umbrellas to stop the projectile cans. 